this is Joe and TJ with another episode of our One Thing series. Our desire is that our One Thing series truly helps you to lead better and grow faster. Every month on our podcast, we feature a great guest always on the topic of leadership and we blast it out to you from the schoolhouse302.com. Thank you, TJ. Please share this with other leaders you know that are looking and craving to get better. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Here we are with our guest, Danny Bauer. Danny, thank you for being on the show. The pleasure is mine. I love uh, just connecting with the Schoolhouse 302, Joe and TJ. I mean, this is really a highlight of my day. So thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And, And ours as well. You know, the, the way we landed here today, we're focused on professional growth for leaders in very real and authentic ways this month. And we're going to tie that into different things like ESSER spending and so on in our blog. But we could not think of anyone better to have this conversation with than you, Danny. Um, we just appreciate your work and what you're doing. TJ, why don't you tell our audience a little bit more about Danny? Sure thing, Joe. Thanks for that. Our guest for this episode is Danny Bauer. Danny is an unorthodox ruckus maker who has mentored thousands of school leaders through his Better Leaders, Better Schools blog, books, podcasts, and powerful coaching experiences that he puts together. His new book, The Mastermind, Unlocking the Talent Within Every School Leader, introduces a proprietary process called the ABCs of Powerful Professional Development, which is changing the landscape of how school leaders experience professional learning. And we're, we're going to talk about that today because that's really how we want to dig into the capacity of our, of our teachers and leaders. So, Danny, we want to dive into this conversation here, the importance of belonging to a mastermind. In your book, you mentioned how isolation, lack of trust, and inadequate professional growth opportunity, opportunities limit leaders um, and their ability to perform well. But it also uh, limits the profession altogether and, all, and leads to people leaving the profession because of the professional capacity that they, they don't have to do the job. You write that one powerful way to combat these outcomes is to be part of a mastermind. Can you tell us why the mastermind is so effective and dig into your experiences with that and the professional growth of the people you support? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, TJ. You know, I, I was doing research for the book and I came across this study uh, that was done in Texas. I think of, of all their principles, from what I understood, it was a longitudinal study um, done quite a while, maybe even 10 years. But what they found is that 90% of principals that, that leave their school, right, that leave, they leave the profession. And so when we're talking about uh, retaining talent, which is uh, a zone of genius for both of you, um, and just the, the way we're missing the mark with school leaders, it's the, the cost is quite high. And so for me, you know, in terms of the mastermind, uh, it works, you know, let me back up. I joined the mastermind in 2015 and I had such a transformative personal and professional experience. The light bulb went off, right? I had that metaphorical light bulb moment. And my epiphany was who is organizing school leaders in this type of way? And that's where the idea was birthed out of my own experience. And I just figured, hey, if I start inviting innovative school leaders, 
hungry school leaders who want to grow and make a change in our industry, uh, then something magical could happen. And it did. And it started off, you know, with like seven and 14, 20 something, and it's grown, you know, now there's over 70 school leaders worldwide that meet in this group. And through the process of writing the book, I don't know if you guys can relate. I, I think your books are much better than mine. But when I wrote my first draft, like the editor said, hey, this is great content. Your ideas are amazing and your, your organization is lousy. It's terrible. It sucks. And I, I was like, whoa, you know, I'm in trouble because when I self-published, uh, I paid the editor to organize the ideas, right? And what I found out working with a publisher is that's my job. And my imposter syndrome was really triggered. And I said, do I have what it takes? Why am I telling you this story? Because I walked away from writing the book, started just taking long walks in nature to, uh, and this is a leadership tip, right? When you, when you are uh, frustrated, when you are sort of like hitting the limit, a lot of people try to push through and just get it done because it needs to be crossed off the list, but you do it kind of poorly. So why do that? Walk away recover, get your energy back and uh, come back with a fresh mind. And so through those walks, I started dreaming about why does the mastermind work? Because there's this uh, quote by Derek Sivers, what's ordinary to you is extraordinary to me. And for me at this point, facilitating a mastermind is like riding a bike. I don't think twice about it because it comes so naturally to me. And so I had to figure out what made it work. What is the ordinary that's extraordinary to others? And I've, I found out that it's this, uh, this process, the ABC is a powerful professional development. And the A stands for authenticity. The B stands for belonging. The C stands for challenge. And when you have those three pieces, I've learned uh, that it leads to life and leadership transformation. And that's a, a very high level of why the mastermind works. Thank you, Danny. We appreciate how that does help and impact people. And I think uh, people need to embrace the ABCs. And I love the challenge piece, because I think that's sometimes where we fall short. If yeah. you will in mind, my, my own first introduction to the idea concept of mastermind was actually through Napoleon Hills, um, yeah. and grow rich. Have right. you had experience with that as well? Have you read that book? Um, we oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, we featured that uh, on our read this a long, long time ago. Um, I, I, so I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill's work and that. Um, and he talks a little bit about that. Would you mind describing some of that now that, you know, I, I didn't realize that you, you knew some of his work and that concept, but that is something he really touts as well. And if our audience is unaware of Napoleon Hill, um, shame on you. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's really interesting you bring that up. So, you know, when I joined Iron Sharpens Iron, that was my mastermind experience where, the, where I had the light bulb moment. Uh, my mentor, Aaron Walker, said, you know, people have been doing this forever. And uh, Aaron told me the reason he's doing this thing for, for people who join his, his deal is that his life was transformed through a mastermind. And he, he is, uh, you know, rubbing shoulders with some uh, pretty uh, uh, successful, powerful people, right? If I shared their names, you would know who they are. And anyway, so he said, yeah, Napoleon Hill, he talks about it there. So I, I grabbed this book, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, started reading through it. And there it is, Mastermind. And this is like, you know, 100 years ago. And it's kind of wild to think about. Um, but, you know, there's, there's some uh, big names like Henry Ford, 
um, Thomas Edison, I'm forgetting the other two, they had a mastermind. It was called the Vagabonds and they had a name for it. Um, FDR, right? President FDR uh, had something called the Brain Trust, which was a mastermind. Andrew Carnegie uh, was a part of a mastermind, right? So these are some extremely successful people in American history, all who had a mastermind experience. And uh, I don't know who said it. I learned this quote from a guy named Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Maybe it's his, maybe it's somebody else's. But he said, um, uh, success leaves clues, right? And so uh, that, that just means like, take note of what people are doing, right? And if these people who change sort of the landscape of America, I mean, think of Ford, right? In the automobile, you know? And a key to his success was the Vagabonds Mastermind. Well, why am I not in one? So I'm in one now, right? And why don't we offer this in schools? And, and if we do, and we are now, right? Like, what could we transform? How can we take the horse to the car like, I'm just excited about that. And it's not for me. Like, I'm not saying this is what we do within the mastermind. Here's how schools need to change. Part of the reason it works is that taking, again, those innovative, hungry school leaders, attracting the right kind of people and putting them in the same room, whether it's virtual or physical, just magical stuff happens, you know, and it wouldn't happen unless we, we uh, met consistently, uh, you know, took the mask off, really talked about where our challenges are and dug into that. And, and really some amazing stuff is, is birthed out of that sort of process. Danny, can you say more about the challenge part? You talked about the ABCs. I think, sure. you know, you, you said you get together very hungry, innovative school leaders it was awesome to hear about the history of the mastermind. I know Joe loved to hear when you uh, mentioned think, think and grow rich. That's one of his favorites. But can you talk about challenge and both bringing forth your challenges, but then also challenging one another? Because I think that's a major part of the process. Sure. So the bringing forth challenge uh, within the structure of a mastermind. I would say probably not 100%, 90% will, if you find a mastermind, will have this structure and that's that's the hot seat. So that's really one of the, the major things that um, is extremely important, you know, to, to the success of uh, mastermind members. And so during the hot seat, this structure, really it's a, it's a protocol where you share a problem of practice or where you share, you know, just a major initiative that, or yeah, project you're trying to get off the ground and you leverage the collective IQ of your peers. And so that's, that's the being challenged part. You come and uh, yeah, you, you talk about what's going on. So a school leader might say, um, well, for example, current times, we have some schools that are still virtual, some that are hybrid, some that are face-to-face. -face. And Part of the beauty of the mastermind is that we've had schools and all, all the different uh, continuum in that. And as schools come online, so to speak, and return face to face, they've been able to say, well, what have you learned, you know, to the schools that have already done it, right? And what, what didn't work so I can learn from your mistakes. And imagine having that 
breadth and depth of experience to help you uh, transition, right? So that's just one example. I mean, it, it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, teacher retention. It could be attracting a player talent to your school or community. Uh, we talk about hard things. I mean, there was a there was a school leader who during the pandemic, uh, a family got in a car accident and the parents and five children all tragically lost their lives in an instant, right? And <clears throat> this was within a district and, and the kids were various ages. So this impacted multiple schools. What do you do with that, right? And so we were just able to be a safe container and a place to explore what you do do with that and how you could appropriately be there for your community. Um, so that's a part of the challenge piece. And then as a mastermind member, you know, your goal when you're not on the hot seat, it really feels good to help others and to be generous. Uh, but you're sitting there too and, and pushing this leader to be better, right? So if TJ and Joe are in the mastermind, you know, a nice thing about it is that we don't work together. Uh, and, and so we can just, we can be extremely candid, right? And uh, just let you know, hey, this is not going to work from my perspective. Um, but we're all team Joe, we're all team TJ, we want you to succeed. And so we don't hold back any of those sort of punches. Uh, the nice thing too, with the challenge part of not being on the hot seat is that you are exposed to things that you might not even know exist in school leadership and like, whoa, I need to be preparing for this. Um, or I, I could think of like Bill. Bill's in uh, Michigan. He's in a very homogeneous school, right? It's it's 100% white, okay, in middle class. That's his school. That's his reality. But when we talk about issues of race and bias and, and prejudice and that kind of thing, he's he's learning so much because that's not – um, colliding with his school leadership on a day-to-day -day basis based on his community population. And so he learns and grows in, in that kind of way. So does that, does that explain a little bit of the challenge? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, and I know uh, TJ <clears throat> raves about those challenges and, and the hot seat and mastermind. And we appreciate that Danny, you describing some of what are people's worlds and how others will contribute to understanding different perspectives and pushing people to grow. You know, I, I think one of the, the easiest ways to become complacent is to either surround yourself as a leader with sycophants or, you know, have uh, limited diversity in your in your group your cabinet your team um, whether that's intellectual diversity and, and or other diversities um, that exist race gender etc so definitely limiting danny i want to continue down this thread a, a little bit but shift gears also to our, our five one thing series questions but explore you know this whole idea of pushing people growing and really what you're talking about is opening up people's worlds Right. I mean, that's what mm. as I hear you speak, that's what I'm getting from this. The mastermind challenges people, but it opens up people's world, worlds, offers different perspectives. Who is one person or group who you follow for either knowledge or inspiration? And where could we find them? 
Yeah, sure. Great. Uh, well, I just mentioned, you know, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And, uh, he used to write a lot on Medium. He was a top writer there uh, for years. And now he's he's put a lot of his attention on YouTube. Um, but he's just super smart. I mean, you know, and incredibly motivational uh, in so many of the things and, and uh, just habits, tactics uh, to be a successful person. You know, I learned from him, to be quite honest. Uh, so he, I would, I would definitely point people in his direction. And if you don't mind, what's one thing that you can think of that Dr. Benjamin Hardy taught you or that you learned and continue to use? He wrote a book with Dan Sullivan. Um, so it's actually Dan Sullivan's idea. Uh, but, but he wrote, he wrote the stories in the book, uh, who, not how. And so that was like, that was a game changing moment for me, TJ, honestly. And it's quite a simple idea. I can't believe I didn't see it before. As leaders, we get, we get super excited about vision and goals and where we're going, right? Then we get maybe a bit frustrated and scared and anxious about how are we going to get there? And I know, you know, for me, I have some contractors and a team that I, that I hired to help me accomplish my vision, but I still own so much of the work. And sometimes I did that as a principle too. I didn't delegate enough potentially. And so here I am in my office in Syracuse and I'm thinking about how can I contribute to our industry? How can I change the landscape of education and, and school leader professional development? And I own it all, right? And I'm planning and trying to figure it out. So what, what Ben Hardy taught me is that's the wrong approach. It's not how you're going to get there. It's who's going to help you get there. <laughs> that like that changed everything. So now it's about finding the right who's to collaborate with, uh, potentially to add to the team. Uh, people that skill set, you know, that their zone of genius is in an area that's not mine. And so that they can live that out and figure out how to make it a reality. Let me give you one example. I want to grow uh, how I serve school leaders within the mastermind, right? But there's only one of me, right? And so it's, it's going to be impossible to scale that if I'm running all the groups. So we ran an experiment. Actually, so this ties to the book too. Uh, I was researching part of belonging, which includes psychological safety. And I started to get into the weeds of what does it look like for women in leadership and school leadership or people of color in school leadership. And I, I started coming across some um, facts and figures and stats, specifically with women in this case, where I think it's like 76, you know, it's over 70% of all educators are, are women. And then in terms of the principal seat, it's 52%. And when we get to, to your seat, you know, at the uh, central office, superintendent, assistant superintendent level, it's just a quarter, right? It's dominated by, by guys. So I, I put out that objective data as a tweet. And usually my tweets get like three likes, you know, a couple of retweets, maybe a comment here or there. This got hundreds of interactions on each, each part. I said, whoa, something's going on here. And I was just talking about the experience of women in school leadership. So the experiment that I ran was in knowing I wanted to serve more school leaders, I, I knocked on uh, Kareen Veldhone's metaphorical door, and, and she's somebody that's been working with me for years now within the mastermind. And I said, what if 
we led a group or opened a group for women specifically. And what if you were the head coach for that mastermind? And she was thrilled with the idea. So we did a podcast interview, we put out a YouTube, and I just started telling people, hey, we're doing this group. And this group is far. And so, uh, you know, to me, that that's just like one of one of the ways of living out who, not how. That group I can't lead. And I, one, because of my gender, two, because I'm tapped out in terms of time. And, and it's like a triple win, right? Because school leaders are being served. Kareen is feeling super stretched being the head coach. And then from like a business, like bottom line perspective, you know, it's good for business too. So I, I love that it's a triple win scenario. Who, not how. It's a great takeaway. Um, I do want to say this because I think the universe works in weird ways is like I'm <laughs> listening to I Love Marketing within uh, their interview in Evan Carmichael. And he brings up this story about Quentin Tarantino and learning okay. who, who, not how in terms of being on the set and directing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's at every level, right? The, the who, not how. So we'll have to definitely catalog that in the show notes. Great story, too, about supporting um women leaders uh especially education leaders and so nice work with that thank you shifting a gear a little bit here but something that our listeners love to know from the leaders we interview what's one thing that people should try to do on a regular basis that might make a difference in their day or life i'm wondering how cheeky i want to be with this uh this sort of suggestion um one thing that that can you repeat that? You said one thing. Yeah, sorry. One thing that, that leaders can do that people should try to do on a regular basis that would make a difference in their day or life. It could be every day, but it's a mm. practice that it just makes a big difference for people. Yeah. And you can be as cheeky as you want, Danny. We like cheeky. Okay. Well, then uh, the cheeky answer would be, so we all have natural dispositions toward how we like to approach things and that kind of deal. And so I would say do the opposite of your natural inclination. <laughs> and that's going to that's gonna grow your leadership and, and, and just grow your skill set uh, because we all just fall back to the automatic, you know. And, and, you know, earlier I mentioned what's ordinary to you is extraordinary to me, riding the bike, that metaphor. And so you, you get into this automatic mode and you're not living. You're not, you're not present. You're not really understanding what's going on. And sometimes, too, we, we are our own worst enemies. You know, I think the leader of a building, a district or whatever, they're the greatest opportunity and the greatest problem at the same time. And sometimes that's because we're on automatic. And so if you would have the courage to do the opposite of what you're naturally inclined to do, you might just discover something amazing on the other side. I think, Danny, it's powerful. I mean, I, I know you label it as cheeky, but I, I do think it's powerful <laughs> for a couple real reasons. We are creatures of habit. We like to do things that make sense to us. But I also think we can easily start getting into a rut. And mm. I, I don't think it has to be so dramatic either, right? I, you're not suggesting that some people do some things that may be dangerous or whatever. One year, one of my goals it, and it was this crazy goal over a summertime is when I had to urge to go left, I would go right. 
<laughs> and it's kind of weird, right? But it, it yeah. started forcing me to take different routes to work, which yeah. then helped me pay attention a little differently, which also then lead to different levels of creativity. So although you're right, I mean, we all have our natural dispositions, our natural tendencies. I do think we have to be very aware of all of the, the natural ways mm. that just reinforce our behaviors that may be also limiting our growth all the sure. heuristics right the confirmation yeah. bias the, the authority <laughs> bias, all, all that stuff can start to play in where you just shake it up a little bit just shake yeah. it up and enjoy i love that that's good well i'm on this this kick um right now just it's a way like tj said things enter your life so you start hearing different things and mm. things like our biases have been playing in my my mind for about a month now. And I, and I myself have been exploring this world of bias and our natural tendencies, you know, inadvertent biases quite, quite some, some time now I've been working on it. So I, that your response intrigued me from that level. Dan, you, you know, principal, now you better leaders, better schools, great podcast. Um, you know, we love the idea of the notion of ruckus makers. I think that goes perfect with your, your previous response. What's one thing that you want to know or be able to do that you don't already? Well, to be, yeah, to be super candid and frank, you know, I'm, I'm serving 70 school leaders and, uh, I want to serve 1200 within the context of the mastermind. I have no idea how to do that. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Right. Um, and that's why it connects back to the who, not how, you know? So I know I need the right people uh, to help me create a plan for that. And then finding the right people to serve. I sort of want to share a leadership to tip as well in terms of this one thing and what, where I'm going. Uh, I have these note cards. Okay. And this is, this is something I, I learned. I don't think I learned this from Ben Hardy. There's a, there's a, uh, a great book called the strangest secret. Have we ever talked about that? Have we ever nerded out? Okay. Um, and so you should certainly look up the, the strangest uh, secret and let me see is that Earl Nightingale? I got to double check this too. That is, Danny, that is Earl Nightingale. Okay. And I have that book. Okay. But I've listened to that YouTube. I can't tell you how many times. All right, cool. So there's so many, yeah, there's so much synergy here, but that, that was the first motivational record ever recorded in the United States and, uh, you know, won all these awards and it changed his life. But in that, in that audio or the book, uh, Earl talks about writing on note cards, sort of these bold declarations of what you want to have happen. And so this is sort of the leadership tip. I've done this and it's, ha it's happened. Right. And so anyways, I'm doing it for, and I, I don't mind sharing three, three of them if you want me to, but on this note card, I wrote it on April 19th, 2021. And it says uh, there's 91 principles in the U S alone. And right now I'm serving principles all around the world. Uh, I'll serve 1200 by the end of 2023. This will generate over 3.6 million in extra revenue for better leaders, better schools. My best-selling book will open many doors and supply the majority of uh, uh, leaders that join the mastermind. And I will also hire key team members and coaches to help me achieve this goal. And, you know, I'm just putting that out into the universe. And I read that every morning, every night. And I have a date because I've done this before with other aspirational, crazy moonshot goals. And they've come true. And then I write when they come true on the note card. And so... 
I just, I just share that to be open and vulnerable and bold, you know, on your show, but to, to give a, a very practical tool as well in terms of like accomplishing big dreams. Now, just saying it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> you have to do the work. Uh, you have to find the right people. But in terms of um, how the universe works and that kind of thing, by reading it over in the morning, and then the key point is at night, you, you hand it over to your subconscious every evening, and your subconscious starts working on your behalf while you're at sleep, planning for you and for your success. And when you wake up, sometimes you have those ideas that might just change everything, right? So uh, that's one of my cards. I have one about you know my book becoming a bestseller, and then one about owning a home, <laughs> which I wrote on April twentieth, and uh, you know we have a bid in, and everything should work out, and that that already came true on May fourth. So it's like you know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, and congratulations on the home. It's a big it's a big step, um, and we agree with that. The writing down of your goals and speaking them in to the universe. It's not a guarantee, but it has so much power. I think the writing part, there's a, there's a conversation. I, I like to, to joke that there's a conversation that happens between your brain and your shoulder and your shoulder and your elbow and your elbow and your hand and your hand and the pencil. And that just that physical way that you put your goals on paper is just unbelievably powerful. Um, so thank you for sharing that because our 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 listeners will, will dig right into that and start using it right away. Cool. Super simple, but absolutely key. I couldn't wait to ask you this question, um, Danny, and oh I'm going to tell you why. Right. So the question is, what's one thing that that led to or continues to support your growth as a leader? that others can rep, replicate, replicate. And here's why I couldn't wait to ask the question is because you get to attend all these masterminds, right? Yeah. And so you get to learn so much about how other leaders are growing themselves. You contribute to that, right? In a very specific way. Sure. But you also get to learn from all the hot seats and that hot seat, I always say, I learn more from everybody else's hot seat than I do from my own hot seat. And that's the mm -hmm. power of the mastermind. Um, but I wanted to ask the question because of that growth experience that you have access to, but also because I believe that Joe and I have grown so much from being, from doing this podcast, yep. from writing our blogs. Um, and so it's like a leadership development strategy in and of itself. But what what's what contributes? What continues to contribute to your leadership growth? Well, you're, you're right. I just want to uh, add to what you're saying. Like by being a, a participant in all these masterminds and learning from everybody else's hot seats, that absolutely accelerates my own growth. And so that's one part of it. Uh, but then going and teaching it, right, makes it real and takes takes the learning uh, multiple levels deeper, right? So sitting there with it is one thing. Now teaching others, like through a blog post or a podcast or a workshop or like, you know, comes up in my coaching practice all the time too. That that helps it all settle in and then it just sticks. Uh, but in terms of one thing, I mean, I'm I'm constantly looking for stuff to, to stretch me, 
right? And so, you know, a few years ago was the Alt MBA. And that was the most I ever invested in myself. And it was like a five-week process. Then I became a coach for the Alt MBA, you know? And I'm joining a new mastermind, starting that up in um, mid-September. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that, seeing what will happen and the people I'll meet and how I could add value there. Uh, doing a 10-week sprint with this guy, Ron, called the Incubator. <laughs> and so, you know, he's, it's, it's more of a business side of things, but I'm going to learn so much from him because uh, he's just been super successful and has helped a lot of people. Uh, anything else? Oh, and I, I recently did like a nine-day coaching intensive thing too, right? So that was nine days, full day, learning stuff, putting it into practice. Uh, so I just, I put my money where my mouth is, right? I'm out there learning and growing all the time because that's how I show up in the world and how I help others. I think you should be super wary of somebody's like leading a coaching experience in, and there's, there's no real evidence of how they're growing themselves. So yeah, hopefully that was specific enough. I can tell you exactly the programs I'm doing if that's what you're looking for, but it's just, it's more, here's what I'm always trying to do. Looking for something that feels scary. Okay. Uh, like, is this going to push me uh, from a leadership or business perspective that I haven't experienced yet, you know? And so I'm not quite confident that I can do it. So scary in that way. And then it's, it's almost always scary in terms of finances too, because it's like, whoa, okay. It's a, that's a bit of an investment, you know? And when I say a bit, like it's a lot. <laughs> and so, you know, do I trust that the fruit of whatever's going to come out of that will help me grow in ways that uh, will be, you know, something I'm looking for? And so far, I haven't been let down yet in investing in myself in that way. That's one, that's one thing, right? That's the tip. Like, bet on yourself, you know? Like, you only get this one time to, to try it out. Like, what are you waiting around for? Bet, bet on yourself, grow yourself. And it lives out my motto, right? Everybody wins when a leader gets better. Everybody wins when Joe, TJ, and Danny gets better. Sage advice, Danny. Very sage advice. And, you know, I think it is a, a great model of how to grow and learn. And I agree that, you know, the more you do that, the better you become, the greater you are equipped to help others. So I think that's all of us have to listen to that as we learn to lead better. So our final question, Danny, what's one thing that you used to think that you don't think anymore? Hmm. You know, for me, it's a, it's a personal, and I'm, if I'm just, you know, super vulnerable too, is like, I, I didn't know that I could do what I'm doing. And what I've learned through this experience is just, uh, how we put these upper limit challenges on ourselves. And I, I mentioned earlier how the leader is the big, biggest opportunity, biggest challenge within any organization. It's absolutely true. Uh, yesterday, I actually had a half hour call with my mentor. And we were talking about like goals and where I'm going and that kind of thing. And I was telling him about this uh, program I'm going to launch over the summer called the Principal Success Path. And, uh, you know, just, just thinking about... Um, the right type of sort of pricing. So that's a business thing. And then will people end up joining? I know the values there. I'm, I've been creating the content. Yesterday, I was all smiles and just laughing. Like, it was so funny because you're recording a video 
speaking to no one, knowing a ton of people are going to benefit on the other side. I was having a blast just with myself. Cause like I could see, I could visualize like the people growing, like it's good stuff. Uh, but the thing that B- big A and I were talking about, he said, you need to believe that that offer, right. At whatever price or whatever package you're putting out there, you have to believe that it's going to transform people. If, if you don't sell yourself, if you don't believe yourself, nobody else is going to believe it. Right. And so it's just unlocking that and getting myself out of the way. Fantastic way to end the show. I got a ton of awesome quotes here, Danny, bet on yourself, believe in yourself. This is going to be a real pick me up for our listeners. Is there anything else that you would like to add today or request of the listeners of the one thing series? Uh, just, you know, yeah, like really take action on, on something that you heard from this show, you know, I'd, I'd love it if you reached out and uh, consider and explore joining the mastermind. But honestly, there's this idea of a just cause that Simon Sinek introduces in uh, the infinite game. And it's sort of this bigger aspirational vision that ultimately can't be accomplished and it can't be done just by you. My just cause is to connect, grow, and mentor every single school leader who wants to level up. I can't do that by myself. So, you know, uh, taking action with what you offer at the Schoolhouse 302 or me, you know, what I offer or just an idea that you gleaned from what we put together today, take action on that. And we're all living out that just cause. So, yeah, take action. Thank you for that. We will reiterate that to our guest. Take action. Reach out to Danny. Join a mastermind. It will change the way you lead forever. Another great podcast. Don't forget to follow our blog at theschoolhouse302.com for blog posts, podcasts, and video blogs, always on the topic of leadership. And we hope you enjoyed this One Thing series on professional growth learning within the structure of a mastermind and so much more. Thank you, Danny, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, Joe, for having me. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days? What's that, TJ? Sleep. A good night's rest, self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep. I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about you know getting a good night's sleep. But you know, do tell, how do we go about getting better sleep? Well, I think that's part of your problem is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend GhostBed, our sponsor, with 30,000-plus five-star reviews. Their patented sleep and cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other bed. That's right. And their handcrafted mattresses come with a 101-night at-home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you. And with free shipping, 
within 24 hours of your purchase. It's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the Schoolhouse 302, you get 30% off with the use of our code SH302 at checkout. You go to ghostbed.com. You get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster. You use SH302 at checkout. Absolutely. And last thing, even if you don't need a bed, you're thinking, wow, I would love to try out ghost bed, but I just bought a bed. Refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com. You'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest. Wow. That's 30% off with SH302 code at ghostbed.com a hundred bucks for your referral. If you get somebody else a good night's sleep, better sleep for you, better leadership, ghostbed.com. You can't beat it. Ghostbed.com. 